Today at Caleb's Church, we're discussing how to get the most out of church on Sundays. Wait, we can get out of church on Sundays? No! Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jiva, And I'm Amrita. Kalos means beautiful in Greek. And our prayer is that you would experience the beauty of Jesus Christ today. Right now, people are meeting online and in person at our hotel watch parties. If you'd like to be part of our community, please join us for our next meeting greet. It's a chance for us to get to know you. You get to know us and the story of Kalos. And you can find out how you can get more connected to all that's going on. Yes, we're so thankful that you're joining us. And before Pastor Pradeepin continues in our Christian Discipline series, we have some good news to mm -hmm. share. And also we want to pray together for someone in our community. Um, the first is just such incredible news. And that is that Drew Snyder is walking. Woo! For those of you that don't know this story, <laughs> if you remember months ago, uh, Drew, who is a part of our congregation, was in a terrible accident mm -hmm. where he fell off of a roof and shattered his ankles, yeah. his feet, his shins, and, and wasn't able to walk for most of this pandemic and yeah. quarantine. I mean, talk about isolation. Yeah. And Drew, I'm so amazed, has been able to keep his spirits up, but we just found out, got report that prayers have been working. I talked to Drew today. He said, thank you, church, for praying. Wow. I am walking again. So it's we're amazing. so thankful for God's healing in his life. Yes. Amen. And we want to continue to pray for God's healing. We have a Facebook group where we share our prayer requests. We want you to be a part of it. And this last week, Catherine Stanley, who's also a part of our congregation, shared that her mom had to go into unexpected surgery because she is having a hernia that's actually kind of growing and going through mm. her stomach and mm -hmm. it's becoming an emergency situation and wow. um Catherine and her mom both live with her mother her grandmother uh, who has dementia and she's also needing to take care of that and I'm wow. realizing that people are really struggling mm -hmm. you know in our own personal lives let alone what's happening yeah. in our world so we want to pray for Catherine for her mom's surgery and also for her grandmother so let's pray together Father, thank you so much for your healing. God, we rejoice that your healing hand has been upon Drew's yes. legs and he's been able to walk, Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm asking God that you would touch Catherine's mom now. Father, as she goes into an unexpected surgery, Father, I pray that you would guide the doctor's hands. I mm -hmm. pray that your presence would be in the operating room. Yes. Father, I pray that you would bring peace to Catherine yes, as she Lord. tries to find help to take care of her grandmother as mm -hmm. well. Oh Lord, I pray that in, in moments like this where it can be crazy and chaotic and mm -hmm. stressful and hopeless, God, that you would come with your presence yes. and your peace in that mm -hmm. situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, without further ado, Pastor Pradeepan is going to continue our Christian Discipline Woo! series. We are in a series of walking in the disciplines of Jesus. As disciples or apprentices of Jesus, we want to be with, become like, and build up on the work of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, amen. And today, I want to talk about the discipline of gathering as the church on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, before we go on in the sermon, during this pandemic, I'm talking about gatherings in person and online, as long as you're connecting mm -hmm. with other people. You know, gatherings are really important to Jesus. 
in the Gospels, the scriptures say that Jesus spent all night praying to see who he would gather to be his disciples. And then it says in Mark chapter 3, and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach. He wanted the disciples to be with him. You know, some people say the greatest miracle Jesus ever performed was having 12 close friends in his 30s. <laughs> disciples. Ding, 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 ding. You know what? Just for fun, let's just come on all together. Let's do the, the clap from the show of friends. One, two, three. <laughs> amen. Oh. Whoa. Oh, well, we did not rehearse that. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, part of being a disciple with Jesus or an apprentice to Jesus was being with him in the community of other disciples. Mm. Jesus emphasized gathering people together and had a heart for those who weren't apart. Like it says in Luke 15, Jesus is in, in this crowd with tax collectors and sinners. And it says, now the tax collectors and sinners are all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And so Jesus, he gathers the disciples we just read about. And now Jesus has gathering around tax tax collectors and sinners. And now the religious elite are gathering around Jesus. And, and then when they accuse Jesus of gathering with the wrong people, he gives this parable. In verse 4, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I love this. Jesus was willing to leave the 99 to gather the lost one. Yeah. And once he finds the one lost sheep, he gathers more people, his neighbors and his friends mm -hmm. together with that sheep to rejoice. Jesus is constantly gathering, advocating for gathering and demonstrating it. Yeah. It's awesome. And so gatherings are important. I think we realize that so much more when nobody shows up. Yeah. You know, I want to give a quick shout out to Linda Ho, who's on the Kalos Church Lee team, and she's in charge of our connections experience we we love her and I, I want to show you a picture of her from her birthday about three years ago look at linda all along linda you know gatherings are important and you realize that when nobody shows up we all want to be seen and you know linda sometimes the balloons and the food and the restaurant they're great but when you realize nobody loves you nobody's with you on your birthday it, it's really really sad don't you just want to gather her right now from yes. this picture and place her into a loving community in fact let's do it right now here we go all right there's bernie <laughs> bernie with linda ah, she's not alone anymore Yay. Hey. and just to be clear this is not a political statement come on give us some grace all right it's just a fun joke but we realize, like Linda, on your birthday, presence often matters more than physical gift-like presence. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, in, in full disclosure, in this picture, there were several people at this meal with Linda. I was there. I actually took that picture uh, right uh, before I forgot to pay for my meal, and then I left. But in, in, in my, my defense for leaving the birthday girl stuck with my bill, in my defense, she gifted me her starbucks free birthday drink code and i had to leave early to collect it before uh, starbucks oh, closed and so 
So that's why I left her alone. And uh, it, it was a really great day for me on her birthday. So <laughs> thank you, Linda, and praise the Lord. Amen and amen. You know, gathering is important, and it's important that we show up for those we love and mm. care about. Gathering and the gift of presence, physical presence and uh, digital connecting presence on Sundays is a big deal for those of us who are wanting to follow Jesus and be part of the church. And so uh, let's explain real quick. Why do we gather on Sundays? Mm. Well, like we just showed with Linda, presence is a ministry. The presence of another person. It's a, it's a ministry for you where we can encourage encouraged with the word. We can study the scriptures. We can participate in communion, prayer, singing, all, all those things, baptisms. It's so important. It's a ministry of uh, just a blessing yeah. when we're around the people yeah. of God. And it's also a ministry for others. You gathering on Sundays helps me and all of us to follow Jesus. When you show up, you shift the atmosphere with your worship and your passion towards the Lord. And we truly are more powerful and more beautiful together. Amen. You know, I, I just have a heart for all the people in our world that are just isolated and alone and are surrounded by darkness and anxiety. But then together we are a place of refreshing. It's so important. And, and just to be honest, in my personal story, I fell in love with the church before I fell in love with Jesus. Mm. I mean, a community where I was invited to church by a beautiful girl when I was such a nerd in school, no beautiful girls were talking to me. And I showed up in this youth ministry and all these cool people are talking to me and wanting to be friends. And I got to play drums and I heard about Jesus and I heard about purpose. I learned that I wasn't a mistake or a cosmic accident during a time where I wanted to end my life and I thought nothing mattered. And I just, I loved being at the church gathering mm -hmm. and it changed my life forever and I fell in love with Jesus and that just infectious environment mm -hmm. and atmosphere. It's changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. And I was only invited to church one time in my whole life. Wow. And I'm still going yeah. decades later. Mm -hmm. I love it. Another reason we gather on Sundays is, is because the Bible instructs us to. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 10 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Mm. For thousands of years, Christians have gathered on the first day of the week because Jesus Christ rose from the grave on the first day of the week, conquering death. Mark 69 says, when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. Sunday is the first day of the week, Acts 27. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. This is the early church, and Paul was preaching to them. And since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. You thought I preached long. Wow. <laughs> and so we see that we are supposed to gather together and not neglect that. And so today I want to share how we can make the most out of these gatherings on Sundays. Mm -hmm. But before I, I get to that, I want to bring some clarifications. And The first one is this. We don't go to church. We gather as the church. Mm. The church is not a building. The church is made up of God's people called together for his mission. The Greek word for church is ekklesia, which means gathering or assembly. That's all church means. Mm. It literally means gathering or assembly. And the Sunday church gathering is not 
just anything you want it to be like fishing or being alone in the mountains or playing football. The church, the biblical church is defined by scripture. Fishing and being in the mountains and going on a hike, it's great. It can be a very awesome spiritual experience, but it's not the biblically defined church. The, the church is a time where we can gather on the Sunday gatherings as a church where we can hear the, the public word. The public reading of the word leads to public disciple making, uh, communion, baptism, singing, fellowship, you know, all of these things. It's us assembled. And it, it's important that we just don't buy into this individualistic type of faith where we think it's good for man to be alone, but we are called to gather as a local body of believers. Mm -hmm. I love this quote. It says, it's illogical to say that you are merely part of the worldwide universal church, yet refuse to gather with the segment of that universal church that exists in your geographical area. It would be like claiming you have a car when the right fender is in Phoenix, the engine is in Tucson, and the wheels are in Paradise Valley. You don't have a car. You have the beginning of the inventory for a junkyard. It just won't function until all the pieces are put together. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, how can we make the most out of church on Sundays? Yeah. Well, the first one I want to share is this. Make Sundays a priority. Mm -hmm. Let's not get in the habit of avoiding church gatherings. I just want to challenge you all. Show up every Sunday and on time. And I'm not saying this in a guilt or shameful kind of way. There's obviously going to be some exceptions, but this is the discipline that will help you in the, the way of self-care, taking care of yourself every single week. This discipline is important because where there's roots, there's fruit. Mm -hmm. When you gather with a body of believers regularly and you embed your life into the lives of others, people see you. They know you, and it's just a more powerful experience. And I, I, I'm not uh, naive. I realize that in America, a lot of people have gotten out of the habit out of meeting together, especially in this pandemic. It's been difficult. It's hard, hard to get on a computer. It's hard to get ready. It's not been the same. It's a little weird, but we are still called to gather as the church. And, um, you know, I, I remember back to Linda Ho, another shout out for Linda, <laughs> you know, like seven years ago, uh, we were pastoring a young adults group in Michigan. And that's where we first met Linda at that church. She showed up and uh, after a while, I noticed that she was coming irregularly. And one day while I was playing four square and I was waiting in line. I was about to play this game. I, I, I called her over and I, I started a conversation with her at a very inconvenient time. And I, I just said, hey, Linda, come here, come here. Hey, I noticed that you've been uh, coming late and inconsistently to church. And uh, I believe that you'll get a lot more out of this experience if you just come faithfully. Yeah. If you come early or on time and you get involved and, and she actually took that seriously. Yeah. And from that moment on, Linda's been one of the most faithful yeah. church Sunday attenders I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and there's been so much fruit in her life to the point where she left Michigan and helped us start a church in Bellevue. Yeah. And she is in church and blessing so many people. In fact, at Kalos Church, there's so many people who decided to show up on a Sunday and they say, the only reason I came back and kept on going to Kalos is because Linda showed up for me. Her presence, her attitude, her warm smile, the way she made me feel warm and welcome, made me feel the love of Jesus in a beautiful and tangible way. And uh, we're so thankful for Linda. Mm -hmm. Can we just give it up for Linda right now? Yay! Come on. Uh, and let's just see that picture of her and Bernie again. Amen. Amen. Again, it's not a political statement. Just a funny meme. Thank you, Linda. Number two, 
Come prepared. Psalm 5.3 says this, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayers to you and eagerly watch. I like this idea of eagerly watching, mm. expecting the Lord's going to do something special, miraculous, important. So I want to challenge you, come prayed up if you want to get the most out of church gatherings on Sunday. Read scripture before a gathering. And I believe you'll have experiences like, wow, I was just reading that in the scripture and that he's talking about it in the sermon or she's right. talking about it in the sermon. Now, yeah. it's just so much more relevant and alive. Or you pray before a church service and you're like, wow, I'm praying about this. And then someone just talked to me and he, he just gave me a $50 bill and I was just praying, Lord, I need this to pay for groceries this week. And it's just amazing how things really come forth when you have an expectation and you're preparing your heart and expecting that God's going to do something. I mean, the scripture is chock full of examples where God's like, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Knock and I will open the door. Ask and I will help you out. I will give towards what you need. Mm -hmm. it, it's amazing. I, I get it. Be prepared for Sunday. It, it's hard. It's hard to get up in the morning. It's hard to get your kids ready in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get yourself ready. I mean, trust me, I don't always look this handsome. You know, you always look that beautiful. But uh, it yeah. is hard to get ready in the morning. And it's hard to jump on the computer when you've been on the computer all week. Yeah. But we still need to prepare ourselves, expecting yeah. that something special is going to happen. You know, last week, Pastor Amrita mentioned that she likes to make chicken biryani. Come on, somebody. It's so good. It's a South Asian food that is just delicioso as we say in <laughs> south india no we don't but when she makes it she she cooks this rice dish with over 20 ingredients in a pot and then she she takes fresh dough and she seals the cover on it so all the flavor gets trapped in and it has just in this season of being prepared and what happens is all the ingredients seriously get aroma and oh, I just love it when it gets aroma. Even though Pastor Amitha tells me that aroma is not a <laughs> real word, right? But don't don't you think it's important that things get aroma? What are your thoughts on the word aroma? Well, I don't quite know what it means, but I think I understand. And it's true. It, they're all trapped in there. They're all they're just, just being prepared together. If is that what you mean? Yeah, aroma. aroma. Say it. Say aroma for me. Aroma. Yes. Yes. She's not a believer in that word. Amen. <laughs> We've had a couple yes. arguments about Lies. this word. Lies. <laughs> kind of, I, should, I probably shouldn't have brought this up in the sermon. <laughs> but anyways, it, as it aromas in there, it's preparing and the, 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 the ingredients and the flavors mm. and all of it just it becomes more rich and special. I, I honestly think that's what happens in our, our church Sunday experience when we prepare our hearts and mm -hmm. we let the Holy Spirit and the Word of God just richly dwell in our hearts. And then we are able to get a lot more, the most out of Sunday morning. So I, I want to challenge you. Uh, expect that God's going to do something amazing every Sunday. And with that attitude, we can truly enter in the house of the Lord with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know, Psalm 122, I like saying this in the morning. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the mm -hmm. Lord. We will be glad when we've been prepared. And uh, I, I want to show you a clip of what I look like when I'm heading to a church service in the morning. Wake up and get yourself to church,
that. Well, that's not actually footage of me, believe it or not. But <laughs> I, I love that. I, I just challenge you. If you want to prepare and be thankful to be at a church service in the morning, play that right before you jump on the computer or in the car or in the car. And I, I think it's going to pump you up for a church. Amen? Amen. All right, number three, engage with others. First Thessalonians 5 says this. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. And so uh, we are called in this gathering with the public reading to greet each other with a holy kiss. What, why don't you right now uh, blow a holy kiss to someone next to you in person or in the chat room while making weird eye contact? Come on, let's just do it all together. Amen. You know, uh, that was weird. Well, lots of times though, People like to be spectators in church environments. They like to slip in, slip out. It's kind of awkward to talk to people. In fact, when I first met uh, Amrita in Colorado Springs, uh, she would be in these church services, and I would see her worshiping the Lord, and I always wanted to talk to her. But the thing is, she would come late, go to the front, and just worship the Lord, have these intense times with the Lord, and then she would leave early, and so that I could just never talk to this girl. <laughs> and so I... Uh, I literally interrupted her while she was worshiping one day. And I was like, hey, you want to come hang out with me and some friends and get some pizza? And, and then she came and I, I, I blew her a holy kiss. And now we have two kids. And so it's just, <laughs> as, just as simple as that. And so with that in mind, I would encourage you, talk to other people at a church service. Help other people feel welcome. Encourage one another. Make inside jokes. Linger after the service and it'll help you make the most out of it make friends we don't want to just be a friendly church but a church of friends and we've been in services where as soon as you're dismissed people just run away no let's have fellowship let's greet one another with that holy kiss amen Mm, amen even better bring someone with you so you can enjoy the service together Mm. number four i want to encourage you to serve first corinthians 14 26 says this What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each one of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. I love that this scripture just expects that people are going to be prepared and they're going to have a word to encourage one another, Mm -hmm. to speak life into one another. Why? So that the church would be built up. Yes, Jesus is the one who builds the church and does the heavy lifting, but he gives us a part to play. Mm -hmm. And I love that church gatherings are just way better when you're not just a consumer, but a contributor. And I just believe, you might not believe this about yourself, but you have a gift to give. Mm -hmm. God has put some amazing things inside of you and it is a blessing to all of us. And I've just seen over the years, typically the people who feel the most connected at Kalos or church in general are those who serve together. We have amazing teams like our connections team, production team, the band, you know, media, admin operations that help us set up everything. You know, we have a team for engagement and small groups and events and and just so much more. And it's amazing to see how different people are using their gifts to serve the Lord and the people of God. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, we get to join hands and make an eternal impact together. And that bonds us. Mm -hmm. My closest friends are those who I serve with. We're like a band of brothers and sisters together. And, uh, you know, uh, the only reason I was consistent in attending church services when I first became Christian and a disciple to Jesus was because I was asked to drum in the band. Mm. And so I didn't have a lot of experience with drumming. Honestly, I didn't know how to use a metronome or anything like that. Uh, I'm not nearly as good as our team, 
but I, I showed up every week and I, I made friends and uh, I was just disciplined with that. Even though our, our music back then was kind of weird. I mean, the kind of songs we used to worship with were like, we sang the song that literally <laughs> went, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, oh, oh baby, baby, let my people go. Huh? And yeah, we did not prepare <laughs> this, but we literally did like a hump hip thrust <laughs> yeah. as a part of worship. Yeah. I was like, the huh? Weird. Like that was, that was worship in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do a lot of hip thrusting in our worship these days, no. do we? Uh, Amrita, what was your favorite 90s Christian song? Um, how about, uh, you came from heaven oh, to earth to, to show, show the way, way. from it. the earth. That's a good one. That was one of my, that was one of my That's actually the first song I ever worshipped to. Aww. The ska version, though, of course. It was it was the 90s. Can you please do the ska version? It's exact same, just with like a horn section. All right, anyways, anyways. Number five. Give. You know, 1 Corinthians 16.2 says, On the first day of each week, you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. And so uh, giving really helps us to enjoy the church service experience a lot more because your passion follows your investment. The scripture says that your heart follows your treasure. And so when you tithe and when you give in offerings, it, it's really putting your heart into this ministry and this gathering. It helps you take ownership of this church. And uh, I, I'm just so thankful for the people of Kalos because everything that we've seen, even in the pandemic, people have been faithfully giving and we get to say this is our church. Yeah. We have sacrificially given to, to make this happen. Yeah. And, and because of that, we see people's heart follow their yeah. money. You know, uh, For example, if I told you to invest all of your money into a stock into let's for the sake of argument let's call it GameStop right and you invested uh, all your money there and you're oh no. doing like fifty thousand dollars into fifty million you'd probably be really passionate about following what's going on with GameStop or AMC and all these different stocks right because your interest follows what you invest your money in. like when the Super Bowl comes up if you say hey I'm investing a hundred thousand dollars into you know Tom Brady and the Buccaneers you're probably gonna watch that game and probably gonna be really invested and have a passion to see a certain outcome, right? Mm -hmm. Because your money follows, mm -hmm. uh, your heart follows your money. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to get the most out of Sunday, I just want to challenge you, start financially giving, sit up recurring giving, it's worship to the Lord. It's a, a blessing to you. And I, I believe it will be really helpful for Kalo's church as we make known the beauty of Jesus and we seek to go after people who need Jesus. Amen, amen. amen. Number six, Understand the difference between corporate and private worship. Mm. You know, Psalm 47 one says, Oh, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with the voice of joy. You know, when we're gathering for Sundays, we're gathering for corporate worship, corporate prayer, mm. and corporate studying. And, and what does that mean? What does it mean to corporately worship? Well, corporate comes from the Latin word corpus, meaning body. Corporate worship simply means worshiping God in the presence of other believers as one body. So there's a difference between worshiping in private versus worshiping privately. You know, corporate worship is not meant to cater to all your preferences, but to God's preferences. And you know, uh, if you can't worship because the music style or the lighting isn't just right for you, you're probably not worshiping God. You're worshiping yourself because we want 
God's will. Mm -hmm. We want our attention to be on what do you want, Lord? Mm -hmm. How do you want me to sing? How do you want me to clap? How do you want my posture to be? And so I just want to challenge you. When we're in corporate worship, follow, follow what God's doing in the room. Mm. When people on stage lead you to maybe like lift up your hands as a sign of surrender or clap your hands, even when you don't feel it, try to ask, Lord, what are you doing in this room? Yeah. How is this corporate experience different than my private experience? Amen. I love this quote. The Lord engages himself to let forth, as it were, a stream of his comfortable, quickening presence to every particular person that fears him. But when many of these particulars join together to worship God, then these several streams are united and meet in one, so that the presence of God, which enjoyed in private, is but a stream in public, becomes a river, a river that makes glad the city of God. Amen. Amen. Point number seven, respond. James 1 says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And so when we hear the public reading of the word, a sermon, when we're in these worship moments corporately, we should respond. It's not just entertainment. These things will change our lives forever. So we don't want to just be hearers, but doers. I, I challenge you, when you're in a church service, especially as sermons are happening, take notes. Yeah. You know, be an apprentice, trying to learn as much as you can. You might think you might remember it, but I, I love this proverb. It says, the faintest ink is more powerful than the strongest memory. When we document and we expect that the Lord is going to speak to us, often he does because it's, yeah. it's a, a posture. Lord, yeah. I, I want to hear what you have for me because I'm going to respond to it. Mm -hmm. How can I apply this word? How can I see what you're doing in this moment? Lord, speak to my heart. Change mm -hmm. me. I want to conform to your way and your your will. You know, a lot, a lot of times after service, well, uh, well, back when we were meeting in person and I preached live, people say, Pastor Pratipan, I really enjoyed your, your sermon. And then I, I, I'll ask this question. Uh, well, what, what was your favorite part? And then I just see the brain go blank. <laughs> and then I see scrambling. It's very satisfying. And they just can't remember a, a single thing. Maybe it's because I'm so intimidating. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's because my sermon wasn't very memorable. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you have notes, you can recall these things. Yeah. And it helps us to respond and apply these uh, words, not just on Sundays, but in the other days of the week. You know, I, I know I'm not the best preacher in the world, but I, I like this quote. I've never sat through a sermon where I didn't get something, but I've had some close calls. <laughs> God's word is alive. And even through imperfect preachers like us, God's word can come Amen. alive. Amen. Yeah. And so with all of that, as we close the sermon, I just want to encourage you, make Sundays a priority yeah. so that we can see all these things come forth because it's going to bless you. It's going to bless our community. It's going to bless our city. And it's a way we can worship the Lord together. He loves to see his children gathered yeah, together. Yeah. God loves this family. And he invites us all to the table. He invites us all into his house. Mm -hmm. And so if you're wanting to get more and more connected to the church, quite clearly, and if you're new to this community, I want to invite you to our next meet and greet. You can sign up by clicking this link right now, but it'll help us engage in the life of the church together. Help us engage on Sundays together. And I, I want to end with this story. You know, Jerry Olson, who helped us start this church, and uh, he he's just been such a blessing to yeah. our community. He wrote a Facebook post about two years after we launched the church. And um, he's going to compliment me and Pastor Amrita, mm -hmm. but 
it's really not about us. We're just kind of symbols about this community. It's really taking a community to see all God has done yeah. in this church. And so when he mentions our name, just really think of it as Kayla's church. But I believe that this is going to encourage you. He wrote, these two changed my life. Just a little over two years ago, I was at a party where they pitched to us their dream of starting a church, a newer and better church than many of us had come from, a place where we would be safe, a place where we would be loved, a place where we would not be embarrassed to take people to, somewhere we would be proud of. Our motto has always been the same, not just a friendly church, but a church of friends. Under their leadership, we have achieved all of those goals. When they pitched the whole thing to us, they were asking something of me but they ended up giving me back so, so much more than they ever asked. I didn't even fully understand what we would all be doing. I didn't know how hard we would work for people who had been hurt at other churches, or how early we would start supporting other churches, or how much effort we would put to make some people feel welcome. No matter what comes next for our church, nobody can change the difference we've made. No one can take away what we've done. It would not have been possible without Pradeep and Jeeva and Amrita. Thank you guys so much. If you're in Washington, whether you're looking for a church or just good friends, Kalos in Bellevue is a fantastic place. Amen. Thank you, Jerry, so much for writing that about our community. Yeah. And thank you all of you at Kalos Church for making this a beautiful community. For those of you who are showing up in person and online, let's keep on reaching more people. Yeah. Let's keep this going. We're just getting the engine started yeah. to what God is going to do through this three-year-old church plan. Mm -hmm. So let's get the most out of Sunday church together. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Dear Father, thank you for your church. Thank you for your family. Thank you that you set the lonely in families. Thank you for these spiritual disciplines that help us grow and, and see all that you want us to see. Mm -hmm. Lord, for those of us who are looking for a place to belong, for those of us who are feeling less connected. For those of us who are feeling overwhelmed by the just aloneness and the reality of this world we're in, Lord, I pray that you would help us be your body. You would help us be uh, just gathered under your banner. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. and amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. And uh, I want to pray one more time for anybody here who's never given their lives to Jesus. Yeah. Making a decision to surrender and follow Jesus is the best decision you'll ever make. And if you want to do that, if you want to follow Jesus, become a disciple, would you pray this prayer with us all at the same time? Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, thanks for praying that prayer, especially if you prayed that prayer for the first time. Please text the number on the screen so that we can connect with you. Making the decision to follow Jesus is an amazing journey, and we don't want you to go on this journey alone. So text that number. Amen. Well, that was an awesome message. I love the gathering of the church. Amen. And I we've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, and that is whether you're online or you're at a watch party, we didn't go back to church. We are the church, Amen. right? And Amen. we are unified mm -hmm. and we are together and we see you whether you're online yeah. or at our watch party with us. So yes. we're so thankful for what God is doing and we want to transition into a time of worshiping God with our giving. Mm -hmm. And 
Pastor Pretty even mentioned this, but we really have vision for Kalos Church. We're excited for this year to move forward. Yeah. And I want you to know that as you're giving, you're giving to life change. Yeah. People are being touched, have no doubt, every single week. And if you haven't done this, please set up your reoccurring giving, as yeah. we mentioned before. This is one of the best ways that you can just continue to give monthly or weekly or whatever that looks like for you yeah. and your family. As you consider life change, I want you to hear this testimony from our very own Morgan Gerstenberger. Hi, Kalos. My name is Morgan, in case we haven't met, but I just want to share how small groups have really impacted my life. Um, my first week at Kalos, I actually attended the women's small group, and that was so beneficial because my second Sunday at Kalos, I came back with um, knowing some names and familiar faces. So if you're just starting at Kalos, um, it's a great way to meet people. Um, but even more importantly, um, when I led a small group with Alice Kim, uh, being able to share a meal or snacks with that women's small group every week and just doing life together, I felt like um, people were in my corner and I was in their corner and I just felt so grounded in community. And even though I haven't seen a lot of those women for like a year now, I just feel um, so grounded and like I have people at Kalos who know my story and that is something that I treasure so much. Uh, the most recent small group I was a part of is called Electio Divina Small Group and that's where we uh, meditated on scripture together and I felt like I was able to just experience Jesus in a much deeper way than I had before by like seeing Jesus through the eyes of new friends that I was making at Kalos through that small group. Um, so looking forward, I'm just really excited to practice spiritual disciplines, whether that's prayer or scripture reading um, through a small group this season at Kalos. Um, but whether you're going to a small group to like make new friends or develop community or like go more deeper than you have before uh, with your walk with the Lord, I would encourage you to. Um, also, I met my husband at a small group, so small groups have really changed my life for the better. Um, and I'm excited to get to know some of you in this season of small groups, hopefully. But I love you guys, I miss you so much, and I'll see you around. Morgan, thank you for that incredible testimony. Yeah. And speaking of small groups, they are starting yeah. very soon in just mm -hmm. a couple weeks here in February. I encourage you to join a small group. Yes. In fact, I know all of these small group leaders. I'm super pumped about the topics that they pick to lead. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you to sign up right here. And we're going to actually showcase more of these groups next week in yeah. our service. So can't wait for you to mm -hmm. join them. Also, February 6th, we are having Kalos Church baptisms we're so yeah. excited we're going to be doing it in downtown bellevue mm -hmm. in a baptismal a real one and we are just going to have a few people there but listen if you've never been baptized or maybe you've mm -hmm. rededicated your life to the lord and you want to be baptized let us know click on the link right here we'll give you more information about that but we believe baptism yeah. is a huge part of your christian mm -hmm. journey amen, amen. amen. Well, don't forget to come to meet and greet. If you've never been, you want to know a little bit more about Kalos, this is the time where we get to meet with you in person. We can't wait to see you. Go ahead and click on the link and we'll see you at our next meet and greet. Well, let me bless you before you go. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I invite you to go ahead and stand and worship together. Take this.
sing 